Welcome to the Slingshot Sim Racing Podcast. I'm Ellis. And I'm Chris. On the podcast, we get to know our slingshot racing community on and off the track, while also talking about anything and everything else sim racing related. You can check us out at slingshotracing.org where you can join our Discord. The podcast is brought to you by Apex Energy Drink and Martin Sports, but we'll talk about them a bit later. For now, let's jump into it. All right, welcome to episode number. Are we on 15? That sounds right. I can't believe we're at 15, but uh, got a great show ahead tonight. Uh, I'm Ellis, and I am joined by my lead co-owner for Slingshot Racing, Chris. And uh, tonight we've got an interesting show. We're talking with uh, one of our league racers, Tony Hilbrens, and uh, he's actually got experience dirt racing, um, and he's also a league owner. So we're going to talk about... A lot of different stuff from real life racing experience, how that might translate over to iRacing or maybe not translate and kind of the difficulties uh, and kind of nuances of running a league as well as his experience running the next gen cars this season. And maybe what uh, is something we can look forward to in our next season with the Gen 4 ARCA cars. So all that's coming down the road. Uh, But first, we've got some talking to do. This is the last show of 2022 uh our first year as a league uh chris couldn't be more excited to finish out the year i'm I'm very appreciative of all the hard work you've put in this season how is your week been so far it's been good uh it's uh so for those who don't know um i think we talked about it a little bit last week but uh ellis and i are teachers and this week was the last week of um you know, like in class, um, you know, instruction and it was exam week. So really wasn't too much instruction going on. So it was uh, mostly just show up, take your exams. And uh, we went about our our way and now we get two weeks off. So uh, it, it's been a great week and uh, been a great weekend and got to hang out a little bit yesterday, which is yeah. we don't get to do much of that these days no we uh you know my wife and i uh came into town to to visit my parents who actually live down the street not too far from you and uh my dad is is you know we've talked about this a little bit getting into sim racing over the past year he's starting to kind of upgrade his equipment he's taking a little more seriously he's got some new pedals and he got a new uh wheel got the logitech pro wheel but he's thinking about potentially getting a rig and we know you have one of those GT Omega rigs that you're uh, finally got set up and he wanted to go check it out and we were impressed. My wife saw dollar signs flashing before her eyes as she was kind of <laughs> watching me sit down in this rig and your 49 inch wide ultra ultra wide monitor. So that was fun. I had a good time. Um, it's yeah. always nice. Nice to hang out and get to see kind of kind of what what your setup looks like much cleaner than mine. I was told mine looked homemade. By my wife after she saw what yours looked like uh you know so a little bruised ego but but maybe it gives her a little bit of incentive to help me allocate funds to upgrade uh in the future well no matter what i i can probably guarantee that you have much better cable management skills than i do Uh, Mm. i've got quite the I got quite the bird's nest right now. I'm going to try to devote these next two weeks of, of time off of work to uh, to try to clean some of this up just a little bit. Honestly, I think I think mine might be worse. I'm just looking back at it in shame right now. Um, 
you know, it goes, I feel like I go through periods of, I clean up my cables, I, you know, just run dozens of zip ties. Things look great for like three, four, five, six weeks. And then suddenly like something happens. I don't know what it is. If, if the cats get into it or something, but it just, it, it starts to look a little more unkempt over time. So that is my goal uh, as we go through the break as uh, to spend some time sim racing, um, you know, playing some games, but also just to, to do a little cleaning, uh, you know, during the season, it's kind of hard to, to devote time to, you know, basically changing the rig and system and kind of setting up everything a little bit differently. But now we've got the time we're in the off season. So it's probably, probably a good time to, to take care of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. Uh, I think that is kind of a, a good point to start this open segment. Uh, today, probably keep it fairly short. Uh, we're anxious to to get to our off week. This will be the last podcast, a slingshot racing podcast of 2022. Uh, technically, it's our first season, our first year of the podcast, but a lot of good things have happened this year, uh, not only for us, but just it's been an interesting uh, year for the sim racing community. So I feel like uh, it was your idea to do this, but kind of a year in review, best of uh 2022 so i'll let you kind of if you want to operate uh kind of walk us through each one of these things that you listed and feel free to to kind of give your best of and then i'll i'll kind of follow it up with my best of does that work for you yeah no that's great um so all right you know just got done you know watching you know the 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 game awards and uh i kind of had this uh this idea of you know like what if we do like a sort of like a year-end review of you know like the best of for you know sim racing slash slingshot racing league so um one of the things that kind of came to mind first off was just thinking about you know all the races that we've had this season um not just you know in the cup series but also in the um in the summer series uh, that we had as well, uh, the six the six races uh, that we did in the uh, the 87s. Uh, just thinking about the best slingshot race that we had of 2022. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones, and there's a lot of candidates. Um, you know, we we had several uh, that came down to the wire uh, in both seasons, but the one that I think really really stands out to me um, was in the Apex Energy Cup series. Uh, between uh, Wesley Pistol and Justin Wilson at uh, at Darlington. Darlington is a racer's uh, track, and those guys raced really, really hard for the win there. And uh, in a season that saw um, Justin and Aaron Smith dominate a lot of the season, uh, here's a race where, you know, one of our other drivers actually came out on top. And so... Uh, I think that when you get sort of, not that Wesley's an underdog, he's a very, very talented driver, obviously, but, you know, when you get sort of a uh, a surprise winner, I guess you would say, in some respects, uh, I think it just adds to it a little bit more. So uh, my vote's for the Darlington race that we had this season, the Apex Energy Cup Series. How about you? Yeah, I, I definitely think that was a, a great race, a highlight of this season. But for mine, I kind of want to jump back to our very first season, which started in summer. Uh, 2022 is a summer series apex energy uh summer series and those were in the 87 cars and bristol which is a race that you will remember well because you came out on top of that race 
Uh, but that was a race that saw you and Randy Bechtel kind of battle it out. Um, and I believe if I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were running the high line and Randy was trying to pass you low and that went on for, for several laps and you eventually held him off. And what did, did you beat him by even a car length? I think it was less than that. It was, it was about half a car length. I mean, I guess that's probably my personal favorite as well. Uh, <laughs> well, you, but, you did the right thing by not making it your favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good race and, and it was, um, yeah, it came down to the wire and it was, um, <laughs> I had no right rear left and it was, uh, you know, Randy chasing me down. He was a lot quicker than I was, but, um, yeah, we were able to hold him off and even had to dodge a, uh, spinning oh uh, man Scott Tompkins on the last lap <laughs> that's funny that's yeah. funny it won't be the only time we talk about a spinning Scott Tompkins in this episode oh um, no we love you Scott. <laughs> we love you we really we love do. you yeah Scott's a great driver um but but yeah yeah that's that is definitely uh I'm jealous but but I definitely think that was that was one of the better moments of 2022 in terms of racing. We've had a lot of, like you said, a lot of good moments, a lot of great drivers, um, yeah, which definitely. we're really, really proud of. So, yeah, I mean the race at, um, I mean the last race of the season at Homestead, that could have been easily been one, you know, uh, Aaron Smith and Jacob Bradley, uh, trading the lead, um, you know, in the last few laps and, and, you know, coming down to the very end there. I mean, that was another great race. So yeah, we season was filled with great races. Yep. Um, so this is a topic that, or, or this is a, an award, you know, you know, this is something that, uh, you kind of see, uh, on a lot of websites. I saw this on traction earlier today. Uh, you see it on a lot of other, uh, gaming websites as well. Them talking about the best genre of game. Um, and I've seen a few best racing games of 2022. And, um, I, I will be honest with you. I don't do, I have not done a ton of other racing games this year. Uh, just because my attention has been devoted to, you know, slingshots and iRacing and, you know, getting my master's. So I haven't really, you know, had a lot of time outside of it. And honestly, when I play games other than iRacing, I, I kind of play games that are not racing games. Um, but um, my my pick for best racing game of 2022 um, would probably have to be Gran Turismo 7. Uh, I did run... Uh, I, I have put a lot of hours into that game. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of things with the game that uh, that could be better that I think that they probably will make better that they will improve on. Uh, one of them is the the currency model that they have in the game. It's very controversial. Um, but, uh, I, you know, the, the dynamic weather system, I think, is really, really good in that game. And I think it's got a lot of potential. So um, my vote's for Gran Turismo 7. Yeah, I, I, on, and, and just full disclosure, honestly, here, I've never been a huge Gran Turismo fan. I don't think it's that I like hate the game. It's not that. It's just, it's never been something I've really personally connected with. Um, I don't know if it's the, the handling of the car, the, you know, I know for the longest time they haven't had damage. Um, and for someone who wrecks a lot, maybe that's a good thing, but I like the damage. <laughs> Uh, so I went kind of a different direction and it's honestly, like you mentioned, I haven't been able to play a lot of games this year that are racing games outside of iRacing just because just like you, if I'm spending my time playing a game outside of iRacing, generally I want it to be something I'm just kicking back with relaxing and kind of getting lost in to a certain degree. Um, 
and it's actually my my game of the year is something that it's more I'm interested in playing uh, more so than I have played because I haven't. Uh, Grid Legends, uh, something that when it was first announced, I was like, oh, this sounds like a really cool concept to basically like a live action uh, kind of narrative style racing game where they're really taking into account, you know, player backstories and they're putting you kind of in a career mode of different motorsports and you've got rivals that are actual like live action kind of characters and cutscenes. And I just I felt like it was a cool concept. Codemasters always does a good job. I've always liked the grid games, um, whether they've been on console or PC. But this game is something that I'm kind of like tempted to download and play over, you know, this two week break that we have coming up. Um, and I, I just I'm I'm I like the idea because it combines my love for narrative style video games with a narrative style racing game, which is is cool. So I like I don't have a lot of details to talk about that. It's more something that I'm interested in than something that I can actually recommend. Um, it might be total garbage, but it's got mostly good reviews on Steam, so uh, it can't be all that bad. Yeah, so Grid Legends, uh, check it out if you played it. Let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got on that one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, you know, of really good racing games. I, I don't know if I should say good, um, because I haven't played many of them, but there's a lot of racing games that did come out this year. Um, you know, the, the World of Outlaws game uh, that was actually developed by Monster Games, which is now part of the, you know, iRacing family. Uh, that came out this year, and, uh, you know, dirt racing is, it's not, dirt oval racing is not something for everybody, so it's, you know, it's got its more specific crowd, so it's, you know, it it's probably hasn't been played by, you know, tons of people like some other games have, and, um, you know, you've got, you know, F1 Manager 2022 as well, even though that's not, you know, you know, the simulator arcade style, it's more of a manager style game. Uh, these manager style games are getting very, very popular, um, you know, across other sports uh, as well. So, um, you know, that's something that honestly I've thought about checking out and see if that's, you know, if it goes on sale on Steam, I might, uh, I might pull the trigger and see what that's, see what that's all about. But, yeah, I would uh, definitely do that as well. I like that is one of the things that is alluring to me about Formula One is kind of the strategy. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the the tire strategy and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I would definitely check that out as well. Yeah. Um, so moving on past, uh, racing games, kind of going back to iRacing, focused on that just a little bit more. Um, iRacing came out with a few, uh, new tracks this season. Uh, a few of them that really, uh, you know, we, we are more of a, of a oval slash NASCAR series. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of tracks uh, that were released uh, this season uh, across, you know, Dirt Oval, Road Course, um, Dirt Road as well. Um, you know, that you had several options that came out. Uh, probably my favorite one, though, is probably a track that I have felt like is probably the... It's always been a track that I've looked at and thought, gosh, that is a beautiful track. I mean, that is just the premier... It looks like the Daytona of... Uh, or the Indianapolis Motor Speedway of dirt tracks to me, and that's Lucas Oil Speedway. Um, it's not IRP, which is now, you know, Lucas Oil Raceway. I know that was confusing for a lot of people when this came out. I remember that. Yeah, this is Lucas Oil Speedway. It's a straight-up dirt track. It's actually a complex 
Um, I think that there is actually a dirt road course that's nearby. I could be wrong about that. Uh, somebody, um, you know, might we might get letters about that. But uh, <laughs> it, this one's located in Wheatland, Missouri, and it is just a beautiful track. Uh, they've got a great grandstand section right there. I've always thought that, like, man, if you're going to go and watch a dirt race, this is the way to do it. So Lucas Oil Speedway gets my vote for best new iRacing track of 2022. So for me, I, I honestly, like, I felt like I would have needed a list of tracks to have a really informed opinion here. Uh, that's, I think that's the, the, the reoccurring theme here in the best of 22 is <laughs> I'm not the most informed about all of this, but, um, one track that I do remember coming out was a Federated Auto Parts Raceway, um, which is a dirt track and i when i saw this i had the question was this always a dirt track because i feel like i remember i-55 being on nascar 99 um i might very well just be making that up in my head i think you're thinking of i-70 speedway oh I, they keep on naming these tracks after interstates <laughs> like, it's, 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 man but, I, I but i do remember ahead. that track I, I remember that track too yeah. But I do remember this being a a track that I heard a lot of people talking about. Um, I-55. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've heard a lot of praise about Lucas Oil Speedway. Is it Speedway or what'd you say? Yeah, this one is Speedway. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I just, I, I again, I race mostly oval, so I don't necessarily check out a lot of these newer tracks i'm just looking kind of through the the track list right now of what came out to see if anything if i did unknowingly download looks like they did a watkins Glen rescan so i guess yeah. we would count that as a track yeah um, absolutely and it looks beautiful too it does look so nice so maybe that would be mine just because i've run on it this year i think we got that for free i don't think they charged they didn't charge for the rescan did they if you, already, if you already had it yeah yeah, so new artwork and all sorts of stuff. And that's, I know uh, we're going to talk about that in this interview with Tony Hilbrands a little bit, but, uh, you know, just kind of the, the new new rescans and new artwork that they're doing to a lot of these tracks, kind of bringing iRacing into kind of the more where it should be, right? Without doing a, a full graphical switch over to what DirectX allow. Are we still on DirectX 10? Mm, I, or is, are we at 11? Um, I'm not sure. I know, I know there's a lot of debate about, you know, when are we going to get a full like rebuild? And I don't, I don't think that's coming anytime soon, but probably, but to try to get us to where maybe we need to be for 2022, 23, I think a lot of these, these updates are, are good and I'm glad iRacing is doing it. So I, I feel like there's been multiple things that have come out this year. I know Sebring was in the latest season. Is there, is there coming out maybe next season? I'm not sure now. Um, questioning myself, but but yeah, I think just getting as many tracks out there, but also updating those old tracks is is something that I'm I'm glad to see happen. So yeah, yeah. Feder Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 is located in. Do you know where it's at? Evely, Missouri. Yeah. Do you know who owns that track? Is that Ken Schrader? It is NASCAR right. legend Ken Schrader owns uh, Federated Auto Parts. Get bonus points for that. Yeah, I wasn't even looking. Yeah, nicely done, nicely done. So uh, maybe I'm not as uninformed as I, I thought I was. No, no, you know, you know your stuff. 
Um, so yeah, moving on from favorite iRacing track of 2022 and moving on to favorite new iRacing car of 2022. This one was a little bit of a struggle for me uh, in in some respects because, like I said, you know, everybody knows, you know, you and I are mostly oval NASCAR guys. That's what we spend most of our time doing. Um, but we do uh, dabble. I do a little bit of dirt oval stuff. Um, we dabble in some endurance uh, road course racing as well. Uh, this past week, uh, I went ahead and made the purchase and got the uh, the brand new BMW M Hybrid V8 uh, LMDH. And let me tell you something. I'm not planning on racing one of these anytime soon in an endurance race just because I feel like it's way beyond my skill level. But it's a lot of fun to drive. Um, it looks great. I think it looks really cool. Um, it is fun to drive. It's, it's you know, very, very enjoyable. Um, but uh, the BMW M Hybrid V8 gets my vote for favorite new car of 2022 after running a few laps with it. All right, so I'm going to... I'm going to make a controversial statement here, uh, not only because it's it is uninformed, uh, because I have not personally raced this car, uh, but season four Porsche Mission R, the electric car, right? The electric car. Yeah. Uh, I and we've talked about this before. I think it's just in personal conversations, but you know, a little bit of background on, on my own opinion on electric cars is I, I know there are um, deficiencies with them in terms of auto sports, right. In terms of uh, how long a race can last. You've seen that with formula E, but also the sound. I think one of the biggest things I noticed when I turned on a formula E race for the first time was like, I was like, what something's missing here. <laughs> it's yeah. the noise of the, the engine. But I, I guess I look at this and I, I am, I've been a racing fan for, I guess, 20 over 20 years now and um i i love engine sounds and vroom vrooms and the smell of gasoline uh as much as any race fan but i'm also um aware of the fact that long term electric cars are coming to racing right so i think this is honestly a good thing um, for people to kind of maybe slightly begin to slowly grow accustomed to wrapping their minds around the fact that you might see an electric car uh, or partially electrified cars on racetracks more and more often. And it doesn't have to always be a bad thing. I think people, one thing they don't always understand about electric cars is they those things can feel fast, right? Like they might not always sound fast, which is, you know, our own issues with kind of the, the cues that our brains and eyes and all that expect. But in terms of drivability and in terms of, uh, you know, just overall power, electric cars can be, you know, I won't say just as good, but they've got their own set of their own set of advantages and, and kind of pros. And one of those is it's not using fuel. We get in a whole debate about the, um, you know, cleanness of battery power and electricity and all that that's a whole nother story but but yeah i just think it's it's something cool i like new cool things so i was definitely excited to see the mission r that will be something i probably honestly download in the over the break and, and just for fun give it a try um i know i've talked to a lot of people and, and watched a lot of videos of people who had a blast in those cars um some people got it they don't like it they don't like the whine of the car that's fine don't race it but, but for me, I think that was that was cool to see them bring an electric car, um, and I hope it's not the last one they bring. 
Yeah, I'm like you. I haven't raced it yet, but uh, it's an interesting concept. And, and, you know, honestly, you talking about it kind of reminded me of it. And, you know, maybe I will make the purchase as well. I've only seen, like, small clips. But, I, you know, you brought up Formula E, and I would be really interested to see these cars, you know, like a longer clip of these cars or, you know, even getting in one myself. You know, Formula E, you know, the sound of it is something that really stands out. But also something that stands out to me is the design of the tracks and how, you know, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, like, well, why are they, you know, on all these like purpose built like street courses you know, you know that why why don't they go to any of the actual Formula One you know circuits? Um, and the reason why is because they have to keep the tracks you know built to where the straightaways are a certain length because the cars don't go very fast. Um, they don't go as fast as Formula One cars do. Uh, so I'd be interested to see like you know this car on some of those tracks like you know Spa and Monza and you know uh silverstone and you know like some of the I, i'm just curious to see how it feels like if it feels slow um I, this is me speaking like having no idea no clue at all but that that's something i'm interested to see and something i might try out myself sounds like we got something to do yeah so something else that we want to talk about uh this year sort of switching gears just a little bit and going you know back to slingshot um we had uh you know we've had two seasons so far uh the summer series in the 87s and then the cup series in the next gen cars this uh this fall and um you know of course we've had you know a few drivers you know that have really stood out above all others as far as you know dominating and and winning a lot of races um but one thing i kind of wanted to mention and sort of you know bring some attention to is uh you know a, a breakout driver or drivers uh, people that we feel, you know, like over the course of their time in Slingshot really improved, like really got better from uh, from the beginning to to the end, you know, whether they started with us in the summer or they started with us in the Cup Series. And so this is a really, really, you know, it's a really tough, um, really, really tough uh, topic to, to choose, uh, you know, a driver for because I feel like a lot of people really fit it. I feel like a lot of people really improved over the course of of both seasons but uh if, if i were to have you know if somebody you know made me have to pick somebody you know for a uh, a slingshot breakout driver of 2022 i think i would have to pick um our buddy jacob bradley uh for a breakout performance of 2022 uh, those of you who have raced with us or watched our races know that jacob's been racing with us since the summer series and in that summer series, and Ellis will tell you this, I used to always say, wow, Jacob's really, really fast at the beginning of a run. Um, but I'm not too worried because I know he's going to come back to us, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. In that summer series, you know, Jacob was really fast for a single lap or for 10 laps. But I just knew that he would come back because he was pushing his car way too hard and he was abusing his tires. And this is something that we've talked about with him. You know, he's used to running official races that are a lot shorter than league races. And so um, over the course of Slingshot, you know, through the 87, through the Summer Series and into the Cup Series, that's something that he got quite a bit better at. And, um, you know, our next to last race of the season 
uh, Jacob he broke out and he won him a race at uh, at Phoenix. And I was, you know, I had a front row seat for it. I was right behind him, and uh, he put a whooping on me on that last run. Um, I, I got close to him, and then he inched away and he pulled away from me on the long run. So uh, it was a it was a butt whooping uh, there at the end at Phoenix. So um, breakout slingshot performance 2022 for me goes to Jacob Bradley. Yeah, that was that was definitely Jacob was one of the ones that when I saw this would almost probably the first or second one that came to my mind. And for all the reasons that you had mentioned of he's just he's really and and I think that I don't think it's necessarily him getting better as a driver. I think it's the car. I think he struggled with to understand the the 87 cars and uh, at least at the beginning of the season. I think this car really better suited his driving style. Um, and I would agree with you, but, but my, my driver that I want to talk about in terms of someone that we've raced with for, for, for a while, I think almost since as long as we've been league racing in previous leagues is Johnny Rapp. Um, Johnny wasn't able to walk away with a win this season, but he really just since we started racing with him has gotten better and better and better each season, whether it was in a previous league or now with slingshot racing. He just, you know, running at the top of the leaderboards and practice and qualifying each week. Things would happen sometimes during the races that prevent maybe him getting the finishes he wanted to, but he ended up finishing uh, really high in the points. I'm looking for the exact finishing position right now. I'm looking at the standings. He ended up finishing, I think, uh, fifth or sixth in the points. And that was in large part just due to a, a consistency throughout the season that you know, started off the season with a fifth and a fifth and a third. Uh, two weeks later, had a fourth. Had an off week, finished with a second runner-up, couple of runner-up spots or finishes, several seventh-place finishes, and um, just a guy who gets better and better each week. He's going to be running, I think, both series with us in, uh, starting in January, the Truck Series and the the Gen 4 uh, Cup Series. So I'm excited to see, you know, I want to see Johnny get a win. Uh, he's a great guy. He does our photographs for us each race and takes some really good, good images. So, um, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Rapp is my breakout driver of the season. Yeah, that's a good choice. Mr. Consistency this season. Mr. Sure. The gentleman as well. Yeah. Johnny, the gentleman rap. Uh, and he takes good pictures too. So yeah, he had a great season and great breakout performance as well. So that brings us to our final category uh, for best of 2022. And I'm trying not to be controversial here. Uh, <laughs> this was a this was a tough topic, um, and and one that uh, you know that uh, we're not taking lightly. Obviously, we've got a couple people that that really stand out, and uh, you know th- this is something that uh, you know might be controversial in you know in some respects. But um, just to be clear, there is no actual award like a trophy or monetary. No. So <laughs> no, no, there's no, there's nothing going to anybody. It's okay. just for fun. And you know, you know, if I need to name myself the the best driver of 2022, yeah, no, you can go right ahead. Um, yeah, so my my driver of the year for 2022 Slingshot Racing League is going to go to our Cup Series champion Aaron Smith. Uh, who had a great season this year. Obviously, we had a couple guys who had great seasons. Uh, but um, I feel like Aaron really in the last 
probably three out of the last four weeks. We talk about putting a whooping on people. I think that's really where it stood out to me. Uh, Chicago Streets uh, course, I remember that race very well because I remember how miserable I was <laughs> throughout that whole race, how tough it was. Yep. Um, Aaron led every single lap, was lights out uh, quicker than everybody, and I think he lapped the whole field or everybody but second maybe in that Correct. race. Um, he was lights out uh, faster than everybody else there. Um, and, you know, we've got some really good road racers, you know, in Slingshot. And uh, I think it really speaks to how fast he was. And then the next week at Richmond, I remember watching him in practice, watching him like the night before in practice and thinking just how fast he was on new tires there uh, was just very, very impressive to me. Like he led 140 out of the 150 laps at Richmond. Um, which is not easy to do, and he was um, he was just really really fast there, and and I, I just couldn't figure how he could go as fast as he could go like on the first and the second lap. We know he's really really good at managing his tires over the course of a long run, but uh, that race really stands out to me as just a you know a very impressive drive. And then Homestead for doing what he did there, um, you know that was. Uh, you know, Jacob Bradley led a lot of laps there and was, you know, also very, very impressive there. But, uh, you know, managing the race and managing his tires, Aaron, and you know, until the, the last few laps, Aaron only led three laps in that race and, it, and he came home with the win. So um, my driver of the year, Aaron Hollywood Smith, driver of the is, uh, the infamous yellow number 70. Who is not your son? Who is not my son? No. Just, just, uh, you know, <laughs> just, just to, to clarify that up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think for for us, when we talked about this, it, it felt like to a degree a toss up because we had another driver who really, um, you know, certainly dominated our, our 87 series. And I think that's something that that we need to take into account is. Justin Wilson, uh, who's run with us now in both series, who was our summer series in the 87 car champion, uh, after kind of a dominating performance there, came off and, and started the season really, really strong. Uh, he ended up uh, winning the, let's see, I'm looking at the finishes here, first two out of three races. Um, had some some issues at Rockingham, but then came back and finished second at Bristol and then took home a win at Watkins Glen, which was an eventful race. He won Myrtle Beach. He won Eldora. Um, but like you said, he did run in some issues later on in the season for those final four races. I think he missed a race, uh, but also had some kind of calamity he was involved in at Richmond and also uh, Phoenix, which kind of took him out of the championship hunt. But but just looking at his stats over the course of the season, it's it's just like Justin or Aaron. It's kind of um, <laughs> really impressive with nine top fives, ten top tens. One of the other things I was looking at is he actually had the most bonus points all season with 50. Yeah, Aaron he, Smith was next with 28. So he just he really uh, capitalized on all those bonus points, whether they were from you know, running the fastest lap and happy hour, leading laps, leading the most laps, um, you know, setting the fastest lap of the race. He just, he, he, and that, that in part kept him in the championship hunt despite having some issues. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry to jump in here, no. but um, I, I was, I was also looking at his stats here from the cup series um, this season. And 
yeah, the bonus points really stand out. He led the most laps in, I don't have the number specifically, but by looking at it, he led the most laps in a lot of the races that we had this season. No doubt, you know, that sort of led to the to a lot of the bonus points. And also, he had nine poles. Nine poles. Started yeah. on the pole nine times out of 15 yeah. races. So that, that goes to show you how fast he is. Um, yeah. You know. So, but yeah, Justin, uh, he's, he's awesome. Aaron is awesome. Those are all of our drivers are awesome to be honest. And, and we could have thrown a couple of other drivers in that conversation, but, but I felt like, you know, uh, considering time is running short here. Um, I, I, I do feel like those are, I feel like we're both fair and, uh, kind of splitting our vote on that one. So yeah, I think it's been, it's been an awesome, awesome year, right? Cause when we say year, we're not just talking about the most recent um, Apex Energy Cup series presented by Martin Sports. We're also talking about that Apex Energy Summer Series with 87 cars uh, that, that we ran as our first kind of delve, uh, you know, jump into league management and ownership. And uh, we've been blessed to have a lot of a great drivers actually run with us. I think, honestly, if I'm, I'm thinking about the numbers, we've had over uh, 68 drivers start a race with us which just in one year i feel like is is i i don't know how that compares but i'm proud of that number i'm glad we've been able to reach 68 people and give them at least for a race and i think most of those guys stuck around and raced most of the season whether it was the 87s or the next gens um, i'm proud and happy that we've been able to kind of build that community um of drivers and give the, that people kind of a a um just a, a place to go for an hour two hours on you know one night a week two nights a week and uh connect with some other like-minded individuals and i'm i'm proud of that i think looking back at this year that's been my kind of just proudest moment that's why we do it uh is is to give people a space and a community where they can connect with others doing something that they love um and i'm i'm grateful i know we talked about this in our thanksgiving episode but i'm grateful uh you know that i've got you uh helping manage this and and doing just as much if not more than i do so um it's been a great year and i can't wait to see what 2022 holds with moving forward with a new car new cars we're broadcasting growing races um, which is something I'm I'm equally nervous about, but also excited about. Um, we'll continue to practice that, and it's just it's going to be a great year. Um, 2023, I think, even bigger and better things are on the horizon for us. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and when Ella says that, you know, me doing more than him, it's absolutely not true. Uh, when it comes to this, uh, yeah, I, you know, he he puts in a lot of work and a lot of effort into it. So. I uh, appreciate you and all the work that you do in Slingshot. And um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I'm i just kind of echoing what you said. 2022 has just been an awesome year. Uh, I really enjoy just, you know, building the relationships and the camaraderie and, you know, just building, the, you know, something from the ground up, you know, that's really proud of now and I'm excited about 2023 and everything that, you know, comes with it. Nervous about broadcasting, definitely, not going to lie. But uh, I think it's going to be fun. It's fun to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. And it's something that, you know, we, that we enjoy anyway. So that, that kind of makes it, kind of eases that pressure just a little bit. So um, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, really proud of 2022. Yeah, 
Awesome. Well, we uh, will take a quick break and we'll finish up this year of podcast with our final guest, Tony Hilbrands, and talk about a lot of stuff all the way from league ownership to actual dirt track racing. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the other end. Well, in 2022, we've seen an epic battle for the championship between Aaron Wilson and Justin Smith. Neither one have really been able to gain an edge on the other. And like, I know personally, I have at least one driver I find myself side by side with each week. Um, And chances are you've probably got drivers and moments where you just can't seem to find an edge. Well, Slingshot has a little secret we're going to let you in on. We found the edge. Apex Energy Drink is going to help you focus on every single detail that is important in those crucial moments of the race, whether it's the final lap at Daytona or the side-by-side battle into Eau Rouge at Le Mans. Most of uh, the energy drinks on the shelf are going to give you heart palpitations, and worst of all, they don't even tell you what ingredients they have in them. Apex Energy is formulated with your health in mind, avoiding artificial dyes and allergens, but it's still going to keep you locked in during your toughest battles on the track. Uh, They've actually got four great flavors, including Blue Raspberry, Sherry Limeade, Bomb Pop, and Citrus Blast. My favorite's the Bomb Pop. Uh, Go ahead and get yours now uh, and get 10% off by using the code SLINGSHOT10. That's SLINGSHOT10 when you check out. Promise you are not going to regret it. Thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review. It actually helps us grow the show and reach more listeners just like you. If you want to know more about how to join our community, visit slingshotracing.org. That is slingshotracing.org to learn more and to join our Discord as well as follow us on social media at SSRL League. Thanks for listening. All right, so we're back for our final guest interview segment of the year. And tonight we're welcoming Tony Hilbruns. Tony, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? Oh, it's been it's been doing pretty well, good. Buddy. Pretty good weekend. Uh did a little bit of traveling, talked about that earlier. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome. We're glad to have you. Uh this has been your first season racing with us in the, the next gen car. Uh, for better or for worse, I think we've all got mixed feelings about the next gen. Maybe not so mixed. Uh, Chris and I were talking this past weekend, and I think we both kind of agreed that we're ready to move on. What about you? I I, I don't think the car should exist personally. So. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I I think most of us would probably share similar sentiments. Um, you know, well, I, I, go ahead. Well, well, I I think personally, if they wanted to do something like this, like like the real life version, obviously, why didn't they go the Trans Am route and do what Trans Am does with their cars? Like that would have been so much better than whatever abomination they made for the Jet Set. <laughs> Is there something specific that you would have liked to see? I just well, have you ever watched? Have you watched Trans Am? Do you watch Trans Am at all? Uh, no, no, not uh, admittedly, no. 
Well, okay. Well, basically, it's just like what uh, NASCAR used to be. They they just take the actual cars and they just gut them and throw roll cages in them and everything. And then so so it's and then they don't seal off the bottom like whatever the hell they they did with the Gen Seven car. So so there's no pan or I got a pan no, on the yeah. floor on the bottom. Yeah. Well, obviously there's a floorboard, but not a, yeah, a yeah, flat yeah. board like on the uh, the cup cars. Mm-hmm. It always it always felt for me like since since this whole concept came about was that they took ideas from Trans Am and they took ideas from like IMSA GT3 and took ideas from V8 supercars and just like meshed them all together and Frankenstein, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I mean there's just there's just so many components of it. I'm like like you should have just gone full born one way or another. Mm-hmm. And they also, I feel like, did it without considering the tracks they were they were going to be racing at. Maybe they did. Maybe they just couldn't have predicted kind of the outcome. But I, I do feel like if you were to take this car, I'm honestly surprised the results haven't been better at road courses in terms of how entertaining the races have been. Because um, it feels like they'd be built, built better for road courses than ovals. But um, who knows? I know they're they're working on some stuff. I think they released the the packages for next season and but without really much detail on what those packages might actually include um i know people were in an uproar today because there were no changes that were expressly listed as being made to these packages but they didn't say that changes had not been made at least that's the way i interpret it so we'll see but the the good news is we don't have to worry about racing these cars next season Uh, yeah, we're gonna race the best cars on iRacing. And you are you are here for it. You are uh, you're talking about the Cup Series, right? With the Arctic yeah. cars. Yep. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. Oh, I uh, as long as I don't get like I, like I said to the thing, as long as I don't get wrecked like every week after like you know the first handful of weeks, I'm I'm happy to be back too. <laughs> I kind of I kind of shut off the last half of the season after that started happening. Oh, that's what we were we were Chris and I were kind of having a minor discussion. Uh, we were looking at some of your stats and stuff from the second half of the season, and he made the comment, and I'm outing you here, Chris. He said, "I noticed Tony." Thank you. Tony disconnected uh, a lot uh, later on in the season, and we were trying to figure out because we weren't always sure if there was a wreck and you disconnected, or, or well, kind of walk us through that process. Well, um, not, so to, I was, not to put I you was, on the spot here. No, that, no, that's fine. I was like, what was I like, fifth or sixth in points? Um, and then we went to Watkins Glen, and then I got dumped turn one, and my whole race went to hell after that. And then the next week, I got right hooked at michigan and then um it was determined that we both got an eol for the next race at myrtle beach and with these cars and just starting at the back of myrtle beach i was just gonna start and park anyway you can't say those two words on this track myrtle Beach, or on this podcast myrtle beach never again never again (laughs) well i I love the track i just these cars i don't know man (laughs) but uh well, yeah, because of that, like, at that point, like, I had no shot, really, of getting anywhere. Like, I could have maybe made the top 10 again, but, again, with these cars, I just, I, I I hate these cars. So, I just was like, you know what, I'll show up, I'll run what I can until I get wrecked or something stupid happens, which apparently happened every week after that. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's a few times where, um, the, for sure, Bernal Beach, I was planning on starting parking. I actually planned on that at Darlington, too. But then I 
figured out how to run these damn things like in the last minute of practice so i said all right i'll run it and then i go and spin out turn one or turn two on lap one when i started third or something yeah and... you had a good start there and and i think you finished 19th it looks like yeah i i never recovered from that spin because i think what we maybe had like oh no that's that was uh that was later in that race that's when um you that oh i can't remember I th the 45 i think was sitting sideways in the corner and you and me were side by side on the straightaway and oh, i yeah. didn't and I'll one of us didn't break right yeah, yeah one of us didn't break at the right time and i ended up going flying into him and i blew up so oh, that yeah was, uh, that was the story multiple <laughs> times throughout the season the 45 sideways on the track now i'm just kidding scott if you're listening we love you um hey, no to be honest Oh, but I, th I said it last week with uh, whoever it was uh, played that video on the broadcast and it was showing his wrecks. Half of them I I was in apparently. So I was <laughs> like, should, what the hell? I don't what <laughs> should have made a tribute video for you too. Um, yeah, so we're we're glad we're moving on from the next gen cars. I think we can all get excited about running those ARCA cars. Uh, you know, Chris and I won't be running the ARCA cars, but we we'll be in the booth broadcasting. So that will be equally as exciting and nerve-wracking maybe even more nerve-wracking um so let's talk just a little bit about your background it's one of the things we like to do on the show is we know each other on the track but and we don't always know about kind of each other's personal lives and uh yeah we don't you know don't necessarily need to know a lot but we're always curious about mm -hmm. what people do for a living you know outside of you know kind of the sim racing hobby that they have uh and you're a carpenter from iowa Michelle, that's felt very, very heartwarming kind of, you know, job and background. A carpenter from Iowa. How classic and wholesome. Uh, what, <laughs> what what do you what kind of carpentry? Is there like a, a specialization that you focus um, on or Yeah, well, okay, I, I am from Iowa and I live in Iowa and there do some stuff around here, but I'm uh by the South Dakota border, so I actually work in Sioux Falls most of the time. Um and it's uh it's uh, I do finished carpeting carpentry which is um base doors cabinets that type of stuff this the 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 last things to get put in right um and uh if you don't know anything about sioux falls it's the largest uh city in south dakota and it has not stopped growing for like the past 20 years it went from like eighty thousand people in like what 2004 or something like that and it's over two hundred thousand now and they just don't stop so what's the appeal of south dakota particularly um, sioux falls well, South Dakota in general, it they have no income tax, and there's just a lot more, you know, freedom for for like like there, like there's government's less hands on. It's also if uh, you didn't know, the only state during the whole pandemic thing that never sh shut down or anything. Like gotcha. they're the only ones that. So, and it, it's it's obviously cheaper because of where it's located too. Um, you know, it's northern Midwest, so it get it can get really cold. So, yeah, but the the summers are nice, and it, you get all four seasons, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just I actually really like it too. So, it, I I think I'm like in the best place because I like where I'm at in Iowa, and I like I like South Dakota as a whole and everything. But yeah. are you natively from Iowa? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I definitely hear the, the Iowa and it sounds like maybe more of a South Dakota accent now. Um, <laughs> how long have you been there? Uh, my whole life. Uh, okay. okay. So you've lived I, in the same town. You haven't like inched closer towards the South Dakota. Border. No. no. Okay. Well, I, I'm like a half hour from the, from Sioux Falls. So I just, it's, 
I just drive there every day and come back, you know. So. Now here's the question. Did you did you said you played college football? Did you play at South Dakota State? No, I actually played at a D3 school in Iowa called Buena Vista. It's okay. in Storm Lake, which actually uh is really nice because um the field is like right like the only thing separating the the football field from the lake in Storm Lake, which is a pretty big lake, is a road that runs around the field. So like if you're if you go to the game, you can see the giant lake right next to it. It's really cool. <clears throat> but, um, what what position did you play, Tony? Yeah, in college I played safety. Okay. Do you have? I'm imagining that, you know, being that far north, uh, college football season. Do you have any very very cold game stories? Like any games that really stand out to you as far as like very very cold temperatures um it got pretty cold quite a few times uh in high, especially in high school um i never unfortunately it, it it would obviously come to surprise you guys too like i never got to play the snow either because like it never actually snowed during the season whenever i played but yeah it, i've still got scars all over my hands from uh because when it gets cold you know your your skin gets a little more brittle and you know right. all the, the hits like i've still got scars all over my knuckles and everything and <laughs> man and it's, you're it's a carpenter so your yeah. hands have to you know take a lot of abuse with that so what, mm-hmm. what's the key to keeping the hands uh you know usable is there a secret i just try to keep them warm i guess uh just use them yeah like the yeah you know more use the blood flows you know yeah. just gotta keep keep them active i don't have to worry about that while you're racing cars um because it's probably getting warm in the cockpit. You, we always ask our mm-hmm. guests about, um, you know, the question we we send in a questionnaire is, when and how did you get started with sim racing? Your story is a little bit different because you raced dirt for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine it sounds like maybe before you dove into sim racing. So, how long? When did you start actually racing dirt, and what kind of cars were you racing? Um, let's see. Uh started uh my started my junior year in high school so 2008 and i ran for like i raced for like six six seven years um i ran i ran um like uh the local hobby stock thing and i ran go-karts so i uh they were on different nights so i just the go-karts is more for fun but then yeah the ran like hobby stocks and stuff so <laughs> How does and that then, go ahead? Sorry, no, no, you're good. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, how does a, a junior in high school uh, happen to get into racing? What what is what's the story there? Well, there's a my town actually has a dirt track in it, so, um, and it's outside of outside of football season uh, and the Friday night football games. The the races are the biggest thing to do in town. Like that's that's really the only thing. Uh, my town's only like 2,500 people, so there's there's nothing <laughs> to do around here. um but yeah i I also i've I've been so like i i've been i haven't gone there in like the last like six years but uh growing up from like basically when i was a month old or so uh my parent my mom would bring me uh so i've been i went there for like i went to the track uh to watch for like ever and then my whole life and then i just started racing and stuff so i always wanted to do it did you have any wins uh, I want I wanted the go kart more than 
nor the <laughs> the stock cars, but didn't get any stock car wins. And eventually that got too expensive, which well, I feel like racing just has in general, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, well, the other thing, yeah. Uh, even if it wasn't like more expensive than what I was willing to put into it, uh, when you find something like iRacing, you go, hmm, I could race more cars for like a tenth of the price. So I was like, eh, you know. And you don't have I, to I'd repair your that. cars or yep. anything like that. Yep. So what was your first, you're, you're dirt racing, you're doing racing, and I'm assuming you encounter sim racing at some point. What is your first experience with a sim racing game? Sim, uh, first sim racing game? Um, uh, I think I played like uh, Papyrus's NASCAR 98 on PC at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, when it when it was relatively new. Otherwise, um, obviously, I played, like, all the NASCAR games on, like, PlayStation and stuff like that. So, but uh, for a sim racing specific, yeah, probably that uh, Papyrus game. And then <clears throat> then iRacing, because I, I never really played uh, racing on PC outside of that, so. Okay, so you're sticking mostly to the, it sounds like, stock car, NASCAR specific games. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you're doing league racing. Uh, are you racing any other leagues than slingshot? What, what's kind of your first experience with league racing? Was it us or was it long before us? Um, let's see. Uh, my first, I, I got into league not too long after I started iRacing, racing, which was in 2014. Um, I did well there, but, uh, the owner decided to have like, uh, his own internal politics with the league, you know how that stuff goes, and I just uh, that didn't turn out too well. Um, I raced in a league that you might have heard of called Nork for a long time before that got shut down. Nork, um, yeah. Um, I feel like these leagues they got to work on their their acronyms and their naming. I, <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot of these where I'm like, did did you look at what letters these form before you <laughs> you put them together? No shade, like I guess that is shade, but. But I do notice that a lot. I'm looking at, I'm just, that's not very catchy. You want to have a catchy name and, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it at least sounds like something instead of like a random assortment of, you know, letters thrown together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let's put five letters together so we'll sound official. Yeah. <laughs> um, that That's probably um, the, the, the biggest league I've raced in uh, a part of like number of members and probably like, um, how popular it got but that also has until like last year when it got shut down was around for like 10 years on iRacing why did it get shut down the the owner just got burned out and didn't want to run it anymore it's a lot of work that's what totally understandable yep and and then um after that that and i can attest to that too i i do run my own league um also the last few years so those are the, the that's the only other league I currently race in outside of this one. Interesting. So I want to I want to pick apart a couple of those things that I heard. Um, and, you know, we can talk as we don't have to talk about it, but I'm curious uh, just for, you know, entertainment, but also our own benefit. What when you mention internal politics, and I think this is probably the case with a lot of leagues and you don't have to name the league. But was there something, you know, that we talk about generally that that, you know, kind of created issues or you know bad dynamics within that group what what kind of was the experience there well obviously you know um 
unless you like go out of your way to not play favorites everybody plays favorites especially as uh league owners and um certain people would get away with certain things that others want and then like um there it stuff like that built up tension and then um the owner uh did the him and me got into something on track or whatever then he called me out when it like wasn't my um like i i didn't cause it or whatever something like that then later um he did something that was intentional to someone else or whatever and then i called him out on it and then i didn't like it too much yeah and then i basically i got suspended for it called him out on it and then uh i got and then i came back after the suspension with like two races left and then without even saying anything to me i got removed at the end of the season and it was like okay whatever i don't i don't have time for this <laughs> yeah i get that i get that the removal without explanation i'm always a little bit at least they waited until the end of the season to do it but um you know we're all like, adults here well, yeah like you if, if someone least, spends the least... time send an email or a message saying hey just want to let you know yeah. this ain't a good fit or or you could you know like yeah just bring yeah just bring up something like hey you know so yeah things aren't uh mesh in here so why don't we just end it or you know it's it just nope you're gone <laughs> yeah I, I that's not a good look and you know i'm sure sure they're great people uh but but yeah and managing league is hard you know chris and i as you as well as you know that right it's mm-hmm. and, you know playing favorites is is and i don't think people necessarily play fair it's not like i guess it's like a teacher's pet but in a sense it's not because these people are our friends right like at the end of the day you know, I, I do think that we're all friends to a certain degree, right? Some of us more so friendly than than others, um, mm-hmm. you know, and friends in a looser sense since it's you know uh, digital. But I still, you know, we, my wife and I were having this discussion today about you know the benefit of connection over the internet is something that has made us more connected than we've ever been. I think as a as a people, but it's also in some ways makes us feel more disconnected. Uh, um, you know, just in terms of actual physical connection. So yeah, but but you, yeah. can't, you can't see people's faces or anything when they're talking to them or like if it's a text chat, then you can't, you don't always get like the, the, the cues, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, but, but yeah, well, I, I'm curious, you know, about your own league, uh, walk us through, is that something new? Is that something that slingshot's gonna have to take down and shoot down? Uh, we're gonna have to end it. Uh, I'm just, I say that all kidding. Uh, but walk us through, you know, what, what kind of league is it? Plug it, feel free to plug it as well. That's fine. Just don't oh. steal any of our drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the, our main series actually runs on Monday. So it won't really, I don't know if stealing. No competition. Be, no competition. Yeah. Um, I will have to. I will say though, we, last year we started a second series that was on Tuesdays, and then you 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 jumped this to Tuesdays. I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to run. And then, uh, uh then you said it was gonna be the same time or whatever. So uh, we can get we can get our race in first, and then I can jump over here and run. Oh, you're gonna be doing double duties on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. A- at least every night that I can. Yeah. Just gotta hope um, for no rain delays and no green white checkers. Uh, make yep. sure you got the helicopter ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so what what are y'all running? Well, on Mondays we run the Gen Four cars or what iRacing calls Arca cars because they don't have actual Arca cars. I I don't call them that as as you know uh, a principle because they're, that's not what they are. But yeah, I uh, we run the same thing on Mondays, the Gen Four cars that what you're we're gonna be running here on Tuesdays. 
Um, and we do a full 36 race season. So, no, the big been, boy schedule. Yeah, we've been doing that since 2018, 2019. And uh, y'all running? Y'all running the actual cup schedule from from back uh, in the day? No, it's actually it 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 takes a lot of um um inspiration from what nascar used to be but it's also mm-hmm. kind of uh, what i did with it is i want what nascar should have been you know turned it so we get like we got like uh seven road courses on the schedule a bunch more short tracks again it's not all cookie cutters and stuff like that um but yeah it's a it's a 36 race season and um they're they're basically nis length races so uh 200 uh, yeah 200 300 mile races um we we do do a crown jewel thing um so like the old noble five uh the win like the winston noble five thing and then those this season we're actually gonna do uh full length races but uh yeah that's a 36 race season that we run and then started last year we uh did like our own like bush series version of it where but we run the super late models on tuesdays and they're like half distance race of those what we race on mondays so oh, that's kind of cool that's, i really that's... like that that crown jewel idea that's that's really cool <laughs> we're gonna steal yeah. it uh <laughs> 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 i mean you, you do whatever you want really you know so so question uh you know chris and i this is our, our this season was our i guess third attempt to build a schedule what when you're building that schedule, what what kind of things are you thinking about uh, as a league owner who's having to look out for for all involved? Well, um, it helps when I have so many races in my schedule season with 36 because you could get a lot more in there. <laughs> um, but uh, I kind of I try to keep it balanced. Um, like I said, we got a lot more road courses too, though. So we got. Uh, this this next season we're gonna drop the the plate races down to just one at each Daytona and Talladega because I per me and a lot of others just there's too much randomness in it to have four of those on the schedule. Um, but so we got we got the two plate races. We we get uh, a lot of mile and halfs in there. We got um, mile tracks, short track, much short tracks, and then uh, a handful of road courses. But then when I so I pick out you know the the tracks right, but. Pers- what what I do in my league, I try to like uh, uh, do the schedule um, how you would in in real life, where it goes regionally. So like we start out in in the southeast, you know, we start at Daytona, we go through some of those tracks down there, then we kind of move um, up a little bit, and then we go to the Midwest, and then we come back to like the Northeast, and then we go out west, and we run all like California and Phoenix and Vegas and uh, like Sears Point. We run all those at the same time, and then. We come back and end over. I know, I, that's actually where we end the season uh, because I think our last race is at Phoenix. So we, we I kind of regionally schedule them too. Yeah, so it kind of diver, uh, diversifies all the tracks up, so you're not running like four mile and a half in a row or three road uh, short tracks in a row, stuff like that. Um, and then obviously because there's so much variety that that everybody's got their different strengths and weaknesses. So you know. That type of thing. That's what I do with my scheduling. Man, I feel like we're amateurs now, Chris. There's a lot of thought put into yeah. the schedule. <laughs> yeah, we're just Impressive. literally no one knows, but we just we just pull names out of a hat. That's all I'm we just, do. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> there's some that's thought. I, you know, that's a, a big discussion we always have every time is is short tracks. How many short tracks do we want? 
And now that I think we've got um, two series running with one with a, a slightly kind of higher I rating requirement, I think we've had a little more flexibility to put some some short tracks in there. But we, we've had experiences in short tracks where races haven't gone very well. Well, well, you know. and, and well, part, well of, that's- part of what goes into it, too, is like you got to think about, you know, the show as well. Like, you know, yep. you, you got to, you know, being broadcasted, you know, you don't want to spend golly the myrtle beach race i'm just going to use that as an example this year i, I know i'm cussing saying myrtle beach ellis uh sorry about that That's but right. um yeah i mean like you know running half the race under caution is you know that's just something that you got to keep in mind when when you're putting some of these tracks on the schedule as much as i'd like to race some of them that, well that, that's the thing with short tracks is yeah you you it helps it helps um close the gap in the field because it just like with plate tracks or whatever it it it's not that it's less talent but uh there's 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 less of a build-up in talent you know like you can't gap the field as much because then you've got cars on top of you when you're trying to lap them but yeah if you if you if you end up having a bad race then it can take forever but every league every 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 league of all levels of talent has had those races at short tracks where you get like a 22 caution race. And it's just like, yeah, we've all been there. We've all had to deal with it. It's, you know, <laughs> the worst part for me about Myrtle Beach is my power was out that night. So I had to watch the race from my phone and I thought I was going to lose my mind because <laughs> I had no control over anything. I just had to, to- helplessly watch. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I, I'm always interested to talk to other kind of league owners um mm-hmm. to to get insight into what goes on because it is it is a hard like i think i took for granted um you know how difficult it was when we first got into it um especially with us starting with a six race kind of short summer season um and then kind of you know diving into a longer schedule and more drivers and all that so it's it's been a it's been a journey and broadcasting will be a journey chris and i did a little experimentation with that the other night and heaven help us it's going to be it's a it's a major learning curve so these these kind of unsung heroes of of sim racing outside of the driving whether it be league kind of organizers moderators or, mm-hmm. or broadcasters i got a lot of respect for those guys well, um, and, and with the with like the the difficulties of being an owner and everything that back to back to what kind of talked about earlier with the policy thing you gotta you gotta be the bad guy sometimes because you know you gotta you gotta like well these are the rules we gotta do it you know like yeah you gotta you gotta deal with it and uh obviously and you have to apply it to yourself too though so you know uh if you ever do anything stupid yourself but oh yeah i was the, the first one to give myself an eol in the last race <laughs> of the season yeah and then but on the broadcast thing i don't know uh i haven't done that I, that's something i'd like to do too sometime but uh the only thing i could say is uh i guess is as long as you guys have fun with it i'm sure it'll turn out to be all right so i think that that is important we got to be ourselves and um, I think whenever you're being recorded, that's something that's always difficult to do, even for, for me on a podcast right now. Uh, I My wife listened to a few minutes of the podcast uh, for the first time, I think, last night. And she's like, I wouldn't even recognize you. I don't that, that doesn't even sound like you. And I'm like, what? She's like, no, that doesn't that doesn't sound like you. So now I'm like, I'm more conscious of that. And um so yeah, that's it's it's interesting, but it's fun. Like you said, it's it's all about we're doing it because we enjoy doing it at the end of the day. Um, yep. So yeah, 
Um, I'm looking through our questionnaire. Um, we always like to ask people about hardware. What does your rig look like? What kind of equipment do you have? Um, and you're using the tried and true G29. Uh, is that been kind of... Yeah, it is. Chris had one for like, what, 10, 15 years? Well, mine was G27, but, you know, it's in the same, you know... The OG. Yeah, but that's a good one, though. Well, well, that's the thing. I had a G27 forever. And then um, around the time we're talking about how the, the first league, right, or got removed or whatever, I kind of just got sick of... Uh, all of that on iRacing in general. So I, I, I rage quit iRacing, sold all my stuff for two years. So when I came back, the G27 wasn't around or it was like 600 bucks or something. So I was like, yeah, I'll just get the G29. <laughs> so you, oh. you raged quit your iRacing career for, yep. and you spent two years away from it. Yeah. The only, the actual only reason I came back and, um, I regretted it at first because I realized what, what it was and then i ended up getting back into racing with friends that i had raced before and whatever but i came back because i came back what like the june i think of the year that uh dirt was released because obviously you know yeah. I, I raced to dirt so i was like oh i'm gonna go race dirt then and then i got on there and then apparently by the time i got on there they changed it because people were complaining about it being too hard or whatever because it was actually realistic when i got on there i ra i when I first came back, I bought like four tracks and three of the cars. I got on at Knoxville I, uh, in a test session, ran a lap or two, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. And I, I quit. I, like, I, I alt f Ford and I didn't touch iRacing for like a week after that. I was like, this, this is nothing like real life. <laughs> I was so mad. But uh, yeah, I came back then and then I started racing uh, again, like I said, in with uh, I, I strictly raced like league stuff with friends after that. I didn't do any official because official is cancer on iRacing. Listen, <clears throat> I heard. got into I got into an official session today for the first time in a while. Um, and it was a situation I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. But it was a situation where another guy was clearly at fault and, and blamed me and literally told me to go kill myself. So Hey, you uh, were the guy who wrecked my dad, weren't you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Uh, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's, it's total cancer right now. And I was reminded of why the fact that I mostly do league stuff now and don't do any official races anymore. Yeah, like we we try we get mad at each other, right? Like these things happen. I think I wrecked you or something a couple weeks ago, Tony. I don't I don't remember it now. I've erased it from my memory. I'm sure you remember it, but um, I don't think that's the good thing about leagues is no one's gonna go tell somebody kill themselves, right? Which well, is just like yeah. like an off like that. Just don't get how how do you tell someone that? I've never well, understood. My response was just that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to say other than that. Yeah, I, like I, I like I said, I honestly think I've ran two official races in like the last three years because it's it's just not worth it. Because the other thing is, is like the only reason you'd race official is to get your I rating up or something stupid like that. Because like, I mean, unless you don't have any leagues or anything, because uh, uh, leagues you you at, you at least get to learn the people and you race the same people all the time, so you can yeah you do, you. You build up a chemistry of some sort whether on track off track whatever but uh yeah there's no reason to get your i rating up either because i rating is completely luck based most of the time because 
I, you only gain I rating if you, somebody doesn't wreck you. <laughs> and you get wrecked a lot in official races, so it's yeah. just not worth it. I was talking to my dad earlier. He just got a new, uh, you know, he's been in sim racing for less than a year at this point, but he got a new set of load cell pedals and he got a new steering wheel and he was, he was telling me he ran a race at Michigan in the C-Class started fifth which is like really good for him in terms of kind of his development but he got wrecked on the first lap by by some guy and you know that's that that is the story like if you <laughs> if you go in those lobbies people just and it's because they don't know there's no there's no repercussion they'll never see you again in a lot of it, cases well that and you don't have to pay you don't have to fix your own car and this is the other thing with iRacing and why I get really annoyed with official is like 95% of the people on iRacing have never been in a real race car. So they don't, they just don't understand. And it's just, I, I can't deal with that personally. It, 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 it bugs the hell out of me. So I just, I just take myself out of that situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I think we talked about that um, in this last episode where we talked about burnout a little bit. And, you know, one of the ways that people do get burnout is grinding it for iRating. Uh, and some people like that and hey if that brings you joy and you love it and it's working for you keep on doing it but but if you're getting burnout on that a like you did step away for a week maybe not two years but but for a week uh you know maybe two weeks take some time and then come back and and remember you know what you enjoy and why you enjoy it um but but yeah the 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 the, the fixed not the fixed but the uh trying to think of the word where the official races i agree it can be a little mm -hmm. toxic so if you're looking for leagues uh you've got us slingshot who runs on tuesdays and wednesdays and then on mondays if that's your night you've got tony's league um what is your league by the way we'll we'll let you plug it it's called uh the velocity racing league or vrl uh monday night is the cup series with the gen 4 cars and then uh tuesdays are the super late models which is the super national series so um, if you just look up VRL Cup Series or VRL Super Nationals, you'll find either one of them. Oh, that but, is that's a good name. That's what we're talking about with good names and good acronyms. VRL, you know, that's just it makes a bunch more sense than six letters that don't work together. Well, or if you just like you make up a word and then you're like, oh, let's let's make this letter mean this and this letter mean. It, oh, that's even like... worse. That is the worst. I hate it when people do that. <laughs> That's like when Congress, uh, you know, this isn't political, but, you know, will pass a law and they like decide what they want to call it. And then they, they need to make a whole bunch name. of words into it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, <laughs> so this season, uh, what has been your favorite memory about the season? I know earlier we talked about maybe there weren't that many good ones in the, the seventh gen next gen car, but uh, what was maybe the, the season high for you? It seems like I remember Tony on a podium this year. Yeah, uh, Rockingham. That's when yeah. I made my way up to fifth in points. And then I next week was uh, Watkins Glen, and I got wrecked out on lap one. <laughs> so, so I was like, high point and a low point. Yeah. Well, I was, gonna, I was going to say my favorite memory of the season was when it ended because the car was no longer to <laughs> be used. But well, I, I actually uh, love the track of Rockingham and... I, I was glad that I was able to at least make this uh, uh, this car uh, work there. So uh, I, I pulled out a third, I th right? I think, right? Um, yep. Yeah. So that that was like the first, the first, other than uh, Daytona, which was which Daytona was always Daytona. The beginning of the season was actually pretty pretty decent. It was fun. 
but then once once uh once it went to hell it just it it went to hell really bad for me so i just was like all right i'll just be here to be here for now <laughs> Feels well, like have... one. go ahead chris i was gonna say i have some good news for you tony uh on february 14th uh the cup series gen 4 uh, we'll be racing at Rockingham, and I fought Ellis to make sure Rockingham was on your t- on the schedule. I never put up a big fight. <laughs> no, I didn't. Fight him, but, but but I was I was like, we got to have Rockingham because I, I I love that track too. So yeah, that that track, and then like I said, those Gen Four cars, they're the, they're the best thing in Irish because they're the they're the only real outside of like you know the short track cars. They're the only real stock car on. Like uh, uh, legitimate stock car on iRacing because after once you get past that everything has a splitter and splitters don't belong on stock cars, so <laughs> it just screws up with the handling. But yeah, I, I really look forward to next season. Uh, I, I plan on running up front all season. So, ooh, he just laid down the gauntlet. Yeah, so that 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 yeah. leads into another question of rivalries is, and it doesn't have to be like bad blood or anything, but is there someone? You know, whether it was this season or maybe based on this season, someone going into the next season that you are just going to want to beat every week. Obviously, you want to beat everybody, but is there someone, driver, that you get special satisfaction out of beating? Well, I think everybody's going to have uh, say say this answer <laughs> for 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 getting satisfaction out of. But me and me and Aaron have actually raced each other for like almost the entire time I've been on iRacing in leagues, so. And especially with the Gen 4 cars, uh, we're both pretty... Obviously, he's good in everything, but we're both pretty good in those cars. So, uh, Aaron is an actual, I guess, what you what you would say, an actual rival that uh, we we have. Uh, he, he comes out on top more often than not, but uh, we've raced for, like, wins and stuff a lot over the years, and especially in those cars, so... Do so you think we can look forward to seeing some of that in this upcoming season? Yeah. Yep. Well, again, I've the last year or so I've like not even just in in your league, but like everywhere I've been racing, I've had this thing where apparently everyone wants to wreck me. So as long as I don't get wrecked, I will be up front and I should be in battling for at least top fives every week next season. So I plan I plan on uh, going for the championship next season. If, we'll we'll if, play that sound by the beginning of each race now. All right, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the only, okay, the only thing I do care about is if somebody's like, "Oh, I see what he's saying," so I'm gonna go wreck him. Then I'll be a little mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we won't. We will not have any of that. We'll make sure that there's no intentional wrecking going on. Um, so, uh, last question. A couple. A couple questions, Chris. You normally like to ask the um, this question, I believe. So I'll, I'll toss it over to you. Well, I think that we know the direction that Tony wants to go here already, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. Uh, if you were in charge of Slingshot Racing League um, for a day uh, or for even any part of the season, uh, what's a car that you would like to see um, us race? And um, what's a track that you would like to see it race at? We're already thinking about summer. Yeah, we are. Well, I... I, I would honestly love to just race the Gen 4 cars all the time. But if you're going to run something other than that, I don't know if you have done it, but the super light models are a blast. So if if, yeah. you, if you're looking for another car, the super light models are really fun. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, For a track, I've got a bunch of tracks I just love racing at. But what I'll say is because um, 
people never use this track because they want to use the the current thing don't ever race at new phoenix race at old phoenix the proper phoenix it never should have changed in the first place and then they ruined it a second time with what they did the last year or whatever i hate that i hate i hate new phoenix please run old phoenix <laughs> i agree i like that'll I like always be phoenix in my head yeah one and two is always three and four. Three and four is always one and two. I told I, like Ellis this year, like I feel like one of those people, like when I started racing, when I first started watching racing in the early two thousands, they had already flipped Darlington. Yes, um, they they did that in ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, and and I started watching like in ninety eight, mm-hmm. um, and they had already been flipped, and so I never knew it the other way. Um, now you, you never gym. even got to you never even got to watch the real atlanta then either no uh-uh. I, I started watching after they had already done you know jeff bodine had the blistering lap in 97 i mm-hmm. never got to see now obviously went back and watched races and that track is amazing um you know from everything i've seen but phoenix will always be reversed in my mind i always have to ellis will tell you it's it's always really bad whenever i'm trying to talk about what's happening on the track or how i'm doing anything because <laughs> i never know what end is what I, I just can't keep it straight in my mind now so well, uh well beyond that for my problem with phoenix is it's supposed to be flat and there's no dog yeah. like that that doesn't exist that should not exist and it never should have existed oh, i never went down for that dog leg in the next last race of the season because i was afraid of it I, I was, couldn't do it in these cars. I, was I mean, I can do it in I can do it in any other car, but man, these cars, it's you have to. I, you either got to get it early. There's like a sweet spot that you got to hit, and it's. I was just afraid to tackle it because I was I was afraid that I would just absentmindedly do it the wrong way. The 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 last the last time I went through that section, I turned I was turning dead right into the outside wall. Apparently, so I did it completely wrong. <laughs> But I, I kind of got hooked in that. So, yeah, I I never go down there either. And I, that's why I always bring up, like, please, like uh, before the racer, if, I, if I'm if i racing someone, I'm like, hey, just realize not everybody goes down there. So if you're on my outside, don't turn left. <laughs> but people, people never listen to that either. So. Well, you can rest assured that Phoenix, old or new, is not on the schedule for next season. So. Yeah. But I love old Phoenix. Well, maybe we could do a super late model race at Phoenix. Uh, I'll, could, I'll concede old Phoenix if new Phoenix isn't on there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> and old, old Atlanta is on there, but no new Atlanta. I'm sure that will make a lot oh, of people happy as well. I completely forgot about them screwing that up too. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's old Atlanta for that also. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll make for an interesting race in those those cars. Um, Cool, man. Well, I think we're kind of, um, you know, winding down. I think we've kind of talked about a lot of stuff, got through all of our, our questions that we'd like to ask our uh, guest. Do you have any shout outs you would like to give uh, to anybody before we call it a wrap on this episode and call it a wrap on 2022? Uh, nothing specific other than... Um... It was great running with all you guys and everybody who is listening that race this season outside of, you know, whenever you guys decided to wreck me. I, I don't appreciate <laughs> that. But uh, other than that, it was it was it was fun racing this season. Um, next season should be a lot more fun because uh, the cars are going to be, be going to be better. Um, 
yeah that's that's really it and then you guys uh thanks for having me on uh thanks for thanks for running the league um it's always it's always nice to have more leagues that are running because you know uh, more choices more 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 different things to do because hopefully not all leagues run the exact same thing obviously uh which you guys seem to be because i think you guys ran 87s your first or last time we did right? we ran 87s in the summer yeah you, so you're bouncing around doing different like vastly different things for the most part so that's yeah. always nice that's always nice we like to keep it interesting we appreciate you know you you uh running with us and sticking around and and liking us enough to come back next season um you know uh, we've enjoyed having you on the show and uh, like tony was mentioning we are going to be running uh two new series starting in january that you can check out with the gen 4 uh aka the arca cars uh but also a truck series that's going to be running on wednesday nights Cup cars will run on Tuesday nights, and uh, you can find out more information about that on our website or our social media uh, website, slingshotracing.org. We're also on Instagram. Just search for Slingshot Racing. And uh, yeah, it's been a great year. Uh, you know, it's great to have you as our last guest. And yeah, hope you have a good holiday, uh, you know, and start start off the new year on a right foot. Hopefully you'll be challenging for wins. You've already said you will be, so we're going to hold you to it. If if I don't, I'll just make sure to put Aaron in the wall so other people can have a shot. <laughs> we, hey, there you, we heard it now. So if it happens, we know it's on purpose. That's right. All right, everybody. Have a good uh, holiday. Enjoy your new year. And we'll see you in 2023. Thank you.